The Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, that we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, because no one can do the signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can someone enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. So don't be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses. And you hear it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. And so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel? And still you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. And yet you do not receive our testimony. If we have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so also must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that God gave God's only Son so that Everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through the Son. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So being born again is about baptism, plain and simple. And I don't let anyone else try to convince me that more is required. Although sometimes I try to convince myself that baptism is not enough 
water, and spirit, Jesus said to Nicodemus. By water and the spirit, you have been born anew. So we heard just now that Nicodemus came to Jesus because of signs. These signs proved that God was with Jesus. These signs are what attracted Nicodemus to Jesus. And seeing signs, it's natural and probably even necessary. Each of us look for signs. I know I look for signs. I look for signs like I look for traffic lights. Green for God and red for I'm on my own. What signs of God do you look for? This was no different in the churches that I grew up in. Together we looked for certain signs that God was truly present. There were inner signs and there were outward signs. Deep feeling and spontaneous, sort of beyond oneself action. An ecstatic experience with dancing, crying, even speaking in tongues. Water and spirit, Jesus said, and those were the signs to us that baptism wasn't just water. So who and what really is from God? Who is in the dark? And who is in the right? Is this water here really more than just water? Or this bread really more than just bread? How about this church? Is it really more than just people? What will prove it? This is what the signs we look for do for us. They prove it. They give us a clear answer. Consistent, predictable, certain. Red light or green light. God or no God. Nicodemus saw signs in Jesus that Jesus was not just a man. He went and told Jesus so. And maybe Nicodemus expected Jesus to return the compliment. And maybe Jesus did when he said, no one can see the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, without being born from above. But what Nicodemus seemed to have seen there was a yellow light at best. Surely Nicodemus must have wondered, had I been wrong about this Jesus? Maybe Jesus was just a man. And the Gospel of John does show us clearly that it was Nicodemus who was in the dark. Nicodemus wasn't seeing as clearly as he thought he was. Jesus was much more than an exceptional teacher. I don't know about you, but so much of my own conversion story, my, the story that 
of how I became Christian and becoming Christian. It's a story about unlearning. Unlearning. And unlearning means confusion, indecision, doubt, pain. So I'm with Nicodemus here. I have dismissed others as Nicodemus might have been tempted to dismiss Jesus. I've dismissed myself. I never saw in myself the signs that I thought everyone else was looking for. I never saw signs that God was with me. I never spoke in tongues. I never danced in the aisles. I never once felt comfortable raising my hands in worship and closing my eyes. Consistent, predictable, certain. That's ultimately what I was looking for. Proof. And there was none. And there is none. Which is why they call it faith. Coming into the light of faith means trusting what cannot be proven. That this water, plain and simple though it is, is also filled with the Holy Spirit. That you, as you sit here, lacking in all the ways you know yourself to be lacking, that you are also truly born from above. Who among us can believe that? And I would say that over time, since my early church experiences, I unlearned and I unsaw, but that would give me too much of the credit. Jesus untaught me. And Jesus unshowed me. The signs that I, that I had seen turned out to be not to be as clear as I wanted them to be. Those traffic lights I looked for, they were often wrong. Or maybe they so much weren't wrong as just not important. Like staring at my belly button to see whether the sun is shining. More often I simply overcomplicated things. Water and spirit, Jesus said. But there had to be more than that, right? Because all I could see was this water. Where was the holy Shazam? Jesus told Nicodemus, the wind blows where it chooses. You hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So let's not overcomplicate this. What Jesus is saying here is forget about consistent and predictable and certain. What Jesus is saying is people who are born of the Spirit, they are people who are getting comfortable with not knowing. Christians are people who are getting comfortable becoming confident without any proof. Because the Spirit blows where it chooses. And even if and when we hear it, we really don't know anything else. 
teacher taught me this, a teacher of prayer, spiritual director. We were in class. She was fumbling through her lesson plan. And there was this awkward pause while she fumbled. And then she said, when you lead by the Holy Spirit, you have to get used to looking like you don't know what you're doing. Boy, do I like to look like I know what I'm doing. I imagine this was true of Nicodemus too. He was a leader, teacher. Isn't leading and teaching about knowing things, being certain? So this isn't really much of a conversion story. Every sign seems to show that Nicodemus walked away from Jesus unconverted. Nicodemus wasn't ready to leave behind the consistent and predictable to follow that unproven spirit. The next time we see Nicodemus, the other leaders are vehemently set against Jesus. Jesus must be arrested, they were saying. And Nicodemus spoke up, to his credit. I'm paraphrasing, but basically asked, is that course of action from God to judge and arrest someone before hearing them out? And all of the other leaders mocked Nicodemus. They said, you must be from Galilee too. There are no prophets from Galilee. Jesus was from Galilee. So this second moment with Nicodemus reminds me of the saying that what we don't know is not so dangerous. But beware of what we do know that just isn't so. Nicodemus did not speak another word in the Gospel of John. And Jesus was arrested and Jesus was executed. But then we see Nicodemus. He says nothing, but what he does just blows me away. Jesus is dead on the cross, and Nicodemus joins Joseph of Arimathea, and the two of them come out of the shadows. They take Jesus' body down from the cross, and they care for Jesus, and they bury him. you grab one of these red worship books? Open it up to page 1162. That's way in the back. 1162. You'll know you're on the right page because it says the creed at the top. One, one, six, two. It says the creed at the top. Why don't you go ahead and find the last section on that page. It, the heading there says the third article on being made holy. And I wonder if you would read that out loud with me. I believe 
in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. What is this? Or what does this mean? Keep reading with me. I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith, just as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth, and keeps it with Christ Jesus in the one common true faith. Daily in this Christian church, the Holy Spirit abundantly forgives all sins, mine and those of all believers. On the last day, the Holy Spirit will raise me and all the dead and will give to me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. kind of confession of faith is this? I believe that I cannot believe. I have faith that I cannot have faith. I trust that I cannot trust. I believe that I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but instead the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit called me, enlightened me, made me holy, and kept me, as the Spirit does with the whole Christian church. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven without being born of water and of spirit. The wind blows where it chooses. You hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Christians are people who cannot believe, but by the Holy Spirit they find themselves believing in spite of themselves. Christians are people who listen for the Spirit more than they look for signs just like Nicodemus. Nicodemus had no proof that he was anything but much too late. Nicodemus had no proof that Jesus was anything more than a dead man. But he went to the cross anyway. He gave himself away at that tomb. Because for this crucified Galilean Nicodemus brought enough myrrh and enough aloe to bury a king. And then a few days later, Mary Magdalene found the tomb empty. And the rest of the disciples saw Jesus alive. And Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
they did not believe until they were born again. By water and the Spirit, you have been born anew. Thanks be to God.